So if you're anything like me, there was never a conversation in the house around life purpose. I remember growing up, the only thing I really heard around the future or planning for my future was to make sure I got to college. Get to college and don't get pregnant. (laughs) Don't get pregnant, go to school, get a degree. I remember that was drilled into me from when I was really young. And so when I was a senior in high school, that's what I did. I went to college and I didn't even know what I wanted to study. Like I was that far removed from the notion or the idea or even having a clue as to what my life purpose was. But it was, you know, it's interesting now, like right here as I'm sitting, this isn't in my notes, as I'm reflecting, the evidence or a clue of my life purpose was happening in high school. I just didn't recognize it. But I'm going to get to that in a second. So so anyway, so I'm a senior in high school and I'm like, okay, you know, my parents want me to go to college, so I guess that's what I'll do. And even in that, I bounced around a lot. I went to a Catholic high school and right next door was a Catholic university. I had really great grades, so I didn't even like really apply. I went, my mom dragged me to the admissions office with a copy of my transcripts and she had a conversation with someone, I don't know who, And they brought me in and I had a one-on-one meeting with an admissions person. I don't know. I don't exactly know what happened behind the scenes. And I hope I don't get anybody in trouble for this. (laughs) But I was literally accepted right there on the spot after an interview and a look at my transcripts. I still had to do the application and everything. But even in that, I didn't stay there. I ended up leaving that university, going to a two-year community college because, again, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm here because my mom told me I need to be here. And then after I graduated from there, I went to the four-year university. And I, the thing is, I was working at the time. I was, what was I doing then? I think I was at the bank. Yeah, I was working at a bank. And I had always been drawn to professional careers. And that's interesting too, because when I think about it, I've always been a creative at heart, always wanted to paint or draw or make something with my hands. But again, because of the programming that I had coming up, I didn't think it was a viable, financially viable option for a job. So I always found myself in these professional management type roles, even in my young adulthood. None of it was ever fulfilling. None of it was ever intentional or with purpose, but it's just kind of where I found myself. And I finally got to a place where I was just kind of sick and tired of feeling lost or feeling like... Have you ever had that feeling where you're stuck in the mundane? Like my day-to-day feels like Groundhog's Day. Like this is my real life. That's the point that I got to. And I ended up applying to be a flight attendant. I got hired. Shout out to American Airlines. (laughs) And I met my late husband, Sterling. We met while we were flying. We ended up getting married. We had a baby. And it was the first time I felt like 
I actually really am enjoying my life. I don't know if I was aware still of anything that had to do with purpose, but I knew that I enjoyed traveling. I enjoyed being married. I enjoyed being a mom. And shortly after Mason was born, I got a job working for a national nonprofit HIV service organization. And this was, you know, when you're looking at the story of your life, there are these highlights. And so working for this organization was a highlight because while I had my four-year degree in public admin and I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing with it, I came into this organization as a patient care coordinator. So I was meeting one-on-one with HIV positive patients and I was helping them get connected to care. And what I was finding was there were gaps in resources. So I just started going out into the community and wanting to find partners that could help my patients. And long story short, it actually turned into a framework for the company where they would have patient care coordinators in other locations and those patient care coordinators in partnership with the outreach team would find resources for patients in our doctor's office. And it was as if this like bulb went off in my head and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm actually good at relationship building. I'm good at PR. I'm good at communications. I enjoy it. I think this is something that I'm going to study. And so I did. I started studying communications. I went back to school, to graduate school, started working on my master's. And then everything changed. Um, In April of 2019, I got a promotion. So I started as patient care coordinator in 2016. April of 2019, I had been promoted several times and was finally promoted to national director of marketing. So I was overseeing all of the marketing in all of our locations across the country in April of 2019. May 3rd, if I remember correctly, it was April 19th was the day of the promotion May 3rd was my husband's car accident. Up until that point, I thought I had it figured out. I thought with everything that I had been through, all of the twists and turns and the figuring it out, I had finally found my niche in marketing and public health. I had a great relationship with the executives at the organization. So in the back of my mind, I knew that I had a shot at a VP role and who knows, maybe even leading the the organization one day. I thought I had it figured out. We had, my husband and I had purchased our first home together. We were living in Fort Lauderdale. Our baby was going to a private, private school. Like from the outside looking in, it looked like things were finally starting to make sense and things were starting to come together. And then it just got ripped from me, like the the rug got ripped from underneath me. And if you know my story, three months later, Sterling dies. And I continued to work, continued to push forward thinking that If I just close my eyes and push through the pain, push through the grief, 
just push through everything that's coming up against me right now, all of the shame, all of the regret, all of the things left unsaid, all of the apologies that I never got. If I just push through those things, I'll be okay. I can get back on track. I can get this thing that I thought was going to be back on track. But the truth of the matter is, is that that was no more. And so for a year, I I did a, I pushed myself right into a mental breakdown is what I did. (laughs) I pushed myself right into a mental breakdown and It wasn't until I got this call from my cousin to come to Denver that the Lord was able to get a a hold of me. And he did. He did. And that's a story for another day, how I ended up moving to Denver. But in my time in Denver, I remember there was one specific day I was praying and I was like, God, what do I, what do I do now? I'm college educated. Um, I, I, I have professional skills I, and, I, and right now I'm unemployed and I'm just a mom. And it was almost as if the Holy Spirit was standing right there and just bought me upside the head. <laughs> just bought me upside the head like, what do you mean just a mom? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Do you not understand that you have been chosen to be a mother. Like I created you with the intention of you being Mason's mom. Do you understand that? And I had to sit with that and, and come to terms with the fact that that's absolutely correct. I didn't realize that my life had a purpose outside of the accolades, outside of the financial success, outside of my ego. The the reason I was created doesn't start and end with me. It starts with me and it's for the benefit of those around me and it starts in my home. So I wanna encourage you, if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what my purpose is, look, Start looking in your own home. Why are you there? What, how are you contributing to the betterment of the lives of the people that are around you? And I guarantee you, you will find evidence and clues of the reason you were created there because it starts in the home. And so as I continue to unpack this and dive a little deeper, it was through the constant pursuit of understanding who I was and who I was created to be in its totality as much as I could, right? Because I'm always still learning. We're always still un- unlearning and relearning things about God and what that means about us. But in that, through my own transformation was when the Lord revealed to me, your assignment, the reason I created you was to be a storyteller. I want you to tell these stories because these stories will unlock the assignment in other people. And so you may be thinking like, okay, well, you keep talking about assignment and purpose and like, what does all of that mean as a believer, 
right? Because the world has its own definition of life purpose and some of them are really beautiful. I'm not knocking it. But as a believer, we operate in a different system. And so when it comes to purpose, we all have the same purpose, okay? Let me let me make that clear. We all have the same purpose. That is to bring heaven to earth. That is to be the image bearers of Christ. We are called to be the light. We all have the same purpose. It's it's kind of like, think of like a business, like McDonald's, let's say. McDonald's has one CEO, one mission, which I don't really know what their slogan is. Maybe somebody could look it up and tell me. I'm sure it's like making burgers fast or something like that. But they have one mission. They have multiple locations across the globe. And there are people that work in this business all the way from the headquarters and the CEO to the people that package the food, clean the restaurants, the cooks, the marketers, the financial people, like everyone that works in the organization of McDonald's has and serves the same goal, the same mission, the same purpose. But the manner in which they do it is unique to them and their ability. And in the same manner, the Lord has created you, created me, created us to serve the same purpose in our own unique ways through the talents, gifts, visions, knowledge, prophecies that he's given each and every single one of us. And so when it comes to understanding your kingdom assignment, this is where it gets heavy. And this is where I really want to emphasize that it's not about our ego or our success or our finances. It's literally our responsibility. Because when we say yes to Christ, we say yes to not only being co-heirs with him, but co-laborers. That is what separates us from the world. I'm not doing my life purpose just so that I have fulfillment in my life and I feel good and I feel great. That's a benefit. That is a built-in benefit of pursuing your kingdom assignment. But what it's for is it's your responsibility to carry that out. So whether you're called to be a teacher or an administrator or a singer or um, a cleaner, a housekeeper. Listen, my housekeeper is an angel. I love this woman. (laughs) I will skip Chipotle for a week to make sure that I have her. She is operating in her own kingdom assignment because what she does for me allows me to have the sanity to do this. It all works together and we minister to each other and we chat with each other and and it's all for the glory of God. And so I use that as an example, but the fact of the matter is that it's true. How many times have you heard a song that just moved your spirit to praise or to prayer or to surrender how many of us have been unlocked by things that we have have been unlocked and have gained freedom because of a budget or someone teaching us how to manage our money? All of this is for the benefit and the glory and the expansion of God's kingdom here on earth. And so as we close, I just want to share, I am so excited to continue this conversation Reach out to me on social media, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast or a clip on IG. Let me know 
how has someone else's kingdom assignment impacted you? For me, it's been a lot of my spiritual teachers that brought me into relationship with God in ways I had never experienced him before or been in relationship before that planted the seeds that got me here. Now, for me, it's been spiritual teachers, but maybe for you, it's somebody else. I would really love to not only hear from you who has had that impact, but also like if you can tag them, if you can share this video with them and let them know like, hey, I heard this and I thought about you and I just want to say thank you. I also want to talk to the listener that is hearing this and is like, man, I know that God has asked me to do something and I don't know how to do it or i I've been doing it, but I can't seem to stay consistent. I keep stopping and starting. I want you to know that I see you. I've been in that space and I would love to help you. I have a free two-day workshop that's coming up where I'm going to be diving much deeper into understanding how all of this comes together and also practical tools and steps that you can take to get started and stay in action fast. So look for the link in this bio. It's called the Freed for Impact Workshop and go ahead and get registered. I I would love to have you. I would love to help in any way that I can. And um, yeah, I hope to see you there. So until next week, make sure my friend that you are good to yourself so that you can be good to somebody else. I'll see you next week.